Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. God bless you, get woke. Folks, MIP is now COVID free, meaning free to all subscribers as we navigate this pandemic. We're thinking about everyone and we've got to get through this together. So for a limited time, no fee to subscribe to make it plain on your favorite podcast app. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my guest today is really uh, inspired for his scheduling this time. We've talked before, but him being with us today is inspired by a tweet he sent out in response to real Donald Trump. And I literally could not stop laughing about it. I shared it with everyone. I knew it was completely hilarious. Uh, it just, you know, it was just something about it. It was, it was so subtle yet so funny. We'll get into that. He's a deputy director of rapid response for Media Matters as well. And as I said, he's, he's good at responding to uh, uh, Donald Trump also. So joining us here on Make It Plain today, Andrew Lawrence. How are you, buddy? How's everything? And, and how are you and your family holding up in this pandemic? I, I'm doing great, man. Thank you. And uh, thanks for having me. It's been uh, it's been a while since we've gotten to. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's been too long. I'm not even sure why that is, but we got to do better about that. Well, you, you move to mornings, man. I'm not I'm not awake that early. My family is doing really well. Thank you for asking. They are, um, they're in Florida, um, which is getting nailed right now. Pretty bad. Um, yeah. What, parents, what's, what's up with that? Do, do, so can we attribute Florida to the, the stupid governor and what he was trying to fight against? Yeah. And I think, you know, you take a look at these states that are exploding right now. You've got uh, Florida, Texas, Arizona. Um, you know, they're, they all reopened. Um, about a month or so ago. And so I think we're starting to see the, the um, repercussions of that now. Um, so, you know, it, take, it takes a couple of weeks for people to start uh, really showing symptoms and getting sick. Uh, a couple of weeks after that, before people start getting hospitalized. And I, I think that's what we're seeing right now. So, um, and it's scary and it, it's, it sucks. So your family's in Florida. So where are you? I'm in DC. In DC. Okay. What's, yeah. what's going on in DC? DC. So today they announced uh, the reopening uh, phase two in DC. Okay. Okay. Um, and you know we're not meeting the metrics uh, to reopen, but we're doing it anyway. And it's just—I mean, doesn't it feel like the entire country is just kind of just sort of given up and just uh, 
going about their business. And it's really, uh, it's like everything's normal again. Yeah. Yeah. And it just means this is going to keep going on and on. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of crazy. So, so about this tweet, <laughs> so Trump says he tweets, uh, the Republican party has not yet voted on a platform. First of all, we can we're gonna unpack the tweet because it was it's a usually insane tweet. Like, who cares? Why are you even tweeting about this? Too much TMI, right? right? The Republican Party has not yet voted on a platform. No rush. I prefer a new and updated platform, short form if possible. <laughs> uh, so he thinks platform and short form are interchangeable. Like, platform is not a compound word, right? Right. You know, like short form and long form and don't apply to platform, Andrew. Oh, my God. Andrew, y'all. <laughs> Man, I, mean, I was like, I just I could not stop laughing. Andrew replies to Trump, y'all, and says, keep us updated, brother. <laughs> like, we really give a damn. Right. <laughs> right. And when you called him brother. <laughs> so really. When you think about it, you were effectively trolling him in advance of the way we saw everybody troll him on Saturday night. Right. Saturday night made my life, Andrew. I was born again. It was uh, I, it was so funny, so funny, and <laughs> and then hearing the stories today about how upset he was, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. and after making such a big deal for the last five years about how important crowd size is and bragging about his crowds, you know, and all that, and the uh, you know the the tweet that that I responded to, I do not respond to Donald Trump all that often, you know, it's right, 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 right. I mean, I'm not one of those reply guys or anything, but that seeing it just out of nowhere, like if you don't know what's going on and you just see the president tweeting about this and just have no idea like where is this where did it come from you know right right about it maybe there was a segment on cnn or fox that he was responding to or something but it's just like yeah just keep us updated man <laughs> let us know hey, i mean keep us posted brother yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just so <laughs> silly man. It's just and, so and you know what would be even hilarious about it the way you wrote it i mean he probably doesn't even realize that he was being trolled, you know, right. if he, if he bothered to read, he was like, Oh yeah, this is somebody, you know, you know, one of my supporters, <laughs> right? Oh, no, you are a clown and we are trolling you. Oh my God. Keep us, keep us posted, brother. Keep us, <laughs> keep us updated. Keep working on it. Man. <laughs> As if, and that was the thing. Who cares? Who cares? Who in his constituency is even looking for the platform short form, uh, I mean, they don't care about a platform. No. They're not reading no platform. No. Right? No. <laughs> and it's just, and he does that all the time. It's just, you know, these weird tweets just completely out of nowhere. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic and he's, you know, tweeting about Tucker Carlson's ratings or whatever the hell. Like, it does, it's, it's just, it's so weird. But uh, that one in particular was just, just completely out of nowhere, talking about the GOP, GOP platform. When we're uh, what, like three months away, even from the convention? Yeah, um, yeah, just, yeah. Nobody cares. Um, you've also been tweeting about. We were talking about Florida, but the fact of the matter is that um, you know, the lieutenant governor said people would be willing to die to save the economy. Mm -hmm. We're we're that's that's what's going. I mean, cases are going up. That's the Texas lieutenant governor, I should say. 
cases are going up in Texas, aren't they? Yeah, um, they're every single day they're hitting new records for uh, more positive tests, which eventually is going to lead to more hospitalizations and all of that. And um, I mean, they knew it. They they knew when they reopened when they did when they didn't require people to wear masks when they said you know social distancing isn't really necessary they knew it would it would lead to more deaths and more people catching this thing and more people getting sick um and they said i mean straight up like it doesn't matter to us like we we have to open up and people are going to die but that's just the cost of doing business and the the really frustrating thing is i mean we uh, this all started in you know february i know at media matters we closed down our offices in uh, like mid um mid-March, um, you know, if we could have just done this for three months, just sat at home, if they could have just frozen rents and mortgages, right, given people right, right, $1,200 right. checks for three months, we would be on the other side of this at this point. Right, you right. look at New Zealand, you look at Denmark, they don't have any cases really anymore. Um, yeah. South Korea, another good example, um, because they locked down and the, the people had discipline. And there's this weird mentality, especially on the right, where it, it it's like they think the virus knows that we're Americans. And so like America doesn't have to do this. You know, we're Americans. We can go out like we have our freedom. We don't have to wear masks and all that. The, the virus doesn't care, man, you know? Um, and it's just so frustrating because we're going to be sitting here. We're going to be going through this, man, until there's a vaccine. And Lord knows when that is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, because this thing could come back raging. We're already seeing numbers go up. But Andrew, it seems to me that's even being reported in a kind of nonchalant matter-of-fact way like yo this stuff is here it's, it hasn't left and everybody's like, oh you know cases go up do, 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 and we go on to the next thing right am, am i right about that are you a hundred percent a hundred percent right and you take a look at like really the first i don't want to say the first wave because we're still in it but people really started paying attention when new york when the hospital started uh reaching capacity and going over and they didn't have the ventilators and we're not there yet in texas florida arizona georgia's another state we're not quite there yet, but we're getting there and we are going to get there. And, uh, and then at that point, once you're there, it's too late, you know, um, there's just nothing you can do. Um, and this thing just continues to spread. And it's just, it's so upsetting. And these, these people that we elect to lead us, they just have not, they have not led us. And it's, uh, I mean, it's depressing, man. It's, it really is because there's going to be a lot of people dying that did not need to die. Yeah. 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 And, um, I mean, that's going to be its own reckoning. Uh, let, let me do this, folks, because um, um, I, I want you all just 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 to remind you of of what we what we heard some time ago. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick in Texas. Let's let's take a take a quick listen. To this country. And, you know, Tucker, no one reached out to me and said, uh, as a senior citizen, uh, are you willing to take a chance on your survival in exchange for keeping the America that all America loves for your children and grandchildren? And if that's the exchange, I'm all in. Um, and that doesn't make me noble or brave or anything like that. I just think there are lots of grandparents out there in this country like me. I have six grandchildren that what we all care about and what we love more than anything are those children. And I want to you know, live smart and, uh, and, and see through this, but I don't want the whole country to be sacrificed. Uh, and, I, and that's what I see. I've talked to hundreds of people, Tucker, and just in the last week, and uh, making calls all the time. And, and everyone says pretty much the same thing, that we can't lose our whole country. We, we're having an economic collapse. I'm also a small businessman, I understand it. And I talk with business people all the time, Tucker. And, and I'm so, my, I'm just, my heart is lifted tonight 
by what I heard the president say, because we can do more than you know, one thing at a time. We can do two things. So, you know, my message is that um, let's get back to work. Let's get back to living. Let's be smart about it. Uh, and those of us who are 70 plus, we'll, we'll take care of ourselves, but don't sacrifice the country. Don't do that. Don't ruin so this great American So you're basically dream. saying that this disease could take your life, but that's not the scariest thing to you. There's something that would be worse than dying. Yeah. All right. So that again, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, folks, oh my God, that's, I don't know, Andrew, I don't know why I would think people would vote for me after saying something like that. Right. Unless you, we really are in a, in Jim Jones type territory. Mm-hmm. Are, are we? For a certain percent of the percentage of the country, I think we are. You know, I mean, even even this rally on Saturday, you still had six thousand people showing up. I mean, yeah, that you know, was crazy. It's crazy, and and there were people camping out like three days ahead of, ahead of time for um, for no reason because they thought there was going to be a million people out there. Right? Did you see how the Air Force One flew over yeah. and nobody was there? <laughs> yeah, it's just so. I fun. love it. So, have we've confirmed that these were teenagers who did this? Did what? That that, that bought all the tickets. I mean, so, that, so that, I, is that confirmed? I, well, I know I know that there was a campaign on uh, TikTok, and then uh, K-pop fans were signing up. Um, but I don't think you know I don't think that really interfered with how many people were going to come out because you know they just give out as many of these tickets as people sign up for. Um, but I, I do think that it raised expectations to a really silly level, and it makes it even more funny when when the arena was only a third of the way full uh, mm-hmm. as well. You know, but, um, you know, the, one, one point I want to make is with that Dan Patrick clip that we just listened to, he's not talking about himself getting back. You know, he's talking about restaurant workers getting back. He's talking about uh, the movie theater, the kids that work at movie theater. He's talking because he wants to go out and he wants to be entertained. You know, he wants you to put yourself at risk so that he can go out and get his hair cut and then go to a movie and then go to brunch the next day. And that's, and that's the thing. I mean, that interview that we just listened to that he gave, he was giving that from the comfort of his own home and he's still working at home, you know? Um, so it's not about, it's not about him getting back to work or for the most part, the people that, that uh, support him getting back to work. It's about making you get back to work so that they can be entertained. And it's just, it's so cold hearted, man. And it's just, there's just no leadership coming uh, uh, from those types of people. Not to mention I mean, it, it is, is nothing worse than rushing back, right? And then having to close down again. Right. So then what does that do to the economy? It kills it again. I mean, if you, want to, if you want the economy to work, you got to make sure this stuff is cleared up. Yeah. So, because this is what you think about it. People are spending money on phase reopening guidelines. Now, you're spending this money. You don't have any money because you haven't been, your business hasn't been open. So anybody who can afford that is just literally putting that up for themselves. The thing falls apart again, that's money down the drain. That stuff's going to have to come down, and then you're going to have to put up some new stuff. It's just, it, it makes no I sense. I mean, you ain't even, you know, Wall Street hanger shingle type dudes, but we, <laughs> right. we just figured that out right now. I mean, that's just stupid. Yeah, it's just, it's so dumb, man. And, you know, this thing is going to explode again. It already is exploding again, and there's going to be no choice but to close down again. Um, when, if we just would have had some discipline and some leadership, we could be, if not all the way through this, we'd be in pretty damn good shape right now. And we're just not. It's it's just, it's, it's really frustrating and depressing. So, I mean, you know, protesting is in my blood. 
but I have disciplined myself not to participate. Mm. Um, Cause I, I gotta, I gotta stay alive a little while longer. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what God has planned for me, Andrew, but I got a few more things I need to do before I check out. All right. Yes, My son just literally graduated from high school two weeks ago. So you know, I need to just get him straight and then maybe I'll go out to blaze of glory. We'll see. But, <laughs> but I've been disciplined about it. Have you thought about yourself what impact the demonstrations may have on the rising spread or has there been any have you seen anything on that yet definitive as of as of right now not yet but you know again you take you take a look at the time frame and we're looking at it's been about two weeks right maybe a little bit more now at at this point um and i think i mean you know you hate to Hate to say it, but I think we probably will see some impact of that um, yeah, at some yeah. point. Now, now with the protests all being outside, and you look at the protesters, and the majority of them are wearing masks out there. Um, hopefully, that that helps temper it some, at least, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you can't help but worry about that type of stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's a large gatherings of people. Um, I think that you know, for the most part, when you look at the protesters, they're in the younger demographic, um, which don't seem to be. As as susceptible, um, but uh, but it still it still contributes to the spread. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. But is but again, though, saying that, I want to be clear, it's not the protest fault. No, I mean you know you you're in the middle of a pandemic, and then you reinvigorate the police demic that has always been around yep. before the pandemic. I mean, what in the hell are people supposed to do? Can't just sit and, at home. Right, right. I mean, you know, and and what's interesting is it's, it's kind of had an interesting effect to me because people have been home and been a captive audience to these killings on loop. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, that's a good thing because now, I mean, white folk I know, Andrew, and I'm sure you know, who never were vocal about this kind of thing. I like messed up. And I remember when it started with Ahmaud Arbery. I mean, hey, white folks calling me and said, Mark, man, what in the world is this? Is this, is this real? Does, does this stuff happen? I'm like, yeah, where y'all been? It's always happening. And so it's kind of an interesting thing, but it speaks to, don't you think, Andrew, the, just the crazy state our country is in. That, I mean, it's like the perfect storm under this man. You have a serious pandemic and then a whole spate of lynchings mm-hmm. on top of it. What other president could that happen to and they not be held accountable for? And I'm think, thinking every president we've known, even as Teflon as Ronald Reagan was, I mean, how could he even present himself as anything if all of these things were happening simultaneously? And then this fool is tweeting about a, a short form platform. Y'all, he said, y'all know <laughs> short form. Right. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, so, oh, it is. so, I mean, people are coming out because they feel, I mean, they feel like they have no choice, mm-hmm. but you're coming out in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, it's, it's just, that just really shows the state of affairs in America today, doesn't it? Oh, sure. And, you know, to get to your point about how he, he sort of avoids blame for a lot of this stuff. I mean, I, I put the blame on that squarely at the, the, the feet of the Democratic Party. They, really? why? You know, yes, the pandemic is bad. And yes, it, it killed the economy. It didn't have to be this bad, though. 
you know, it gets to what we were talking about earlier about not having any leadership, about not freezing mortgages and rents and, and giving people money and just stay home and nip this in the mud. It didn't have to be this bad. And I don't hear the Democrats coming out and saying 40 million people uh, are, are unemployed who weren't unemployed three months ago and, and laying it squarely at the feet of Donald Trump. Like, I, I don't understand where the Democratic Party is right here. Um, and, you know, you look at the same thing with the, uh, with the protests. And, and what we're doing right now is just sort of nibbling around the corners. Like, yeah, all right, it's great that, that we're addressing uh, chokeholds and banning chokeholds. Right. But that's not what this is about, you know? Um, it's, it's so much bigger than that. And, and I don't see any attempts to address the systemic racism that we see in, you know, education, government, right. uh, finance, things like that. All, all I'm seeing from, from our leaders right now is banning chokeholds. And that's fine. Like, that's good. Let's do that. But like, that's not what these protests are about. Um, and somehow you're right. Like this, this stuff does not stick to Donald Trump. I think that, um, you know, he's got, he's got a propaganda network at Fox news. It's the most watched cable news uh, station in the country. Um, now, even on their, their highest rated nights, they're only getting about 3 million to 4 million viewers, which is, you know, it's only about 1% of the population. So it's not huge, but it, it, it really does uh, change the narrative and, and, and give people an argument to push back on um, when, when somebody blames Donald Trump for something that is his fault and that, that he deserves criticism of. But now, now, this may not be your lane. I, I know Angelo and I talk about this all the time, but, do, but just out of curiosity, do are you do you know any have any information about the the latest standing with their advertisers? I know they've lost most of them. <laughs> so yeah, so this is definitely more Angelo's lane than mine. Okay. Um, but you know, I keep up with all of it. It's it's pretty bleak right now, Mark. Um, especially Tucker Carlson. He's had uh, he's had a bad couple of weeks. Um, so you know, at this point, it's a lot of my pillow ads, uh, a lot of uh, Trump Super Pack ads. Um, but he lost. I mean, last week alone, he lost. I want to say three of his top ten advertisers. Wow. Um, and there's some that just aren't going to go. I mean, my pillow's not going anywhere, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But, but at some point, I mean, you know, Fox News is, has got to, they're losing money. You know, they could be making more money with somebody else in that time slot. And, and they're just losing millions of dollars just out of spite at, at this point, you know, because they just don't want like Media Matters to win or Sleeping Giants to win. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and they keep putting this dude up there. Uh, at eight o'clock, second highest rated show on cable news to just uh, spill his bile. I mean, it's so gross. Um, he, but, he's, uh, been, he's been attacking Black Lives Matter too, hasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's calling Black Lives Matter uh, reverse racism and yeah. saying that it's that it's going to um, make the playing field unequal for white people. You know that we don't have equality anymore because uh, we're trying to make things more equal for uh, Black America. Um, it's just, it's straight up white supremacy every night from eight to nine o'clock on Fox news. And, uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's incredible. It's, it's just wild that he still has a job. Um, well, let's, let's let the audience hear a little taste of this. You all just so you can know what he's saying. Here's Tucker Carlson. We, we now accept uncritically the claim that some people deserve better treatment based on how they were born and some deserve worse. This is the most poisonous and the most destructive of all ideas. Other nations understand that. Rwanda has made it a crime to make ethnic appeals during elections to practice identity politics because they know very well where that leads. Yet identity politics is accelerating here. It shouldn't surprise you that most of the people pushing this poison are benefiting from it. They're using the recent chaos to codify dangerous trends already in progress, a permanently unequal society where some citizens are elevated and others are crushed. Winners and losers preordained by law that's the country they're working toward. 
But Democrats know better than that. They don't lie to themselves. They understand there is a revolution in progress. The death of George Floyd may have sparked widespread outrage, sincere outrage, and they may share that outrage. But they also know that what is happening now has very little to do with George Floyd or people like him. Like all revolutions, the point is to destroy the current system and replace it with something new. But replace it with what? That's the question the rest of us should be asking right now. We should know what's coming. We know what we have now. Our current system has been in place for hundreds of years. It's based on a very simple idea. All people are created by God with equal moral value, period. Every one of them. For that reason, and that reason alone, all Americans are treated equally under the laws of the United States. In this country, we judge you for what you do, not how you were born. That idea has been the defining principle of America since the 18th century. It's the main reason we are the fairest. Okay, I, I can't take any more. That is, as we all know, that is completely untrue. Right. We are judged based on uh, where we're born, what, where we're, what we look like. I mean, he's, he's talking that crap to that audience. Um, he's, you know, he, he, he has like, they have these pornographic fantasies. Tucker and those characters, Andrew, they fantasize being in old Rhodesia and the revolution taking away their farms and their land, as they should have, mm -hmm. okay? Um, and again, in terms of the reach of this movement in a pandemic, I mean, man, you, they had me on Sky News the other week, and they led in with video of white students tearing down Cecil Rhodes' statue. And I was just blown away. I mean, these are white kids. So there's, a, there's an awakening all over the world. And he's still talking this, this crap. Right. So you mentioned he lost three of his major advertisers, obviously because of this kind of rhetoric, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's stuff like this. And, and that one, you know, I mean, break down that clip. It's right. he's saying that, that currently we are equal. You know, the, this is his point. Is he's saying, like, right now in America, everyone is equal. Not true, but that, all right, that's what he's saying. Now, he's saying that Black Lives Matter uh, if, if we get the policy uh, changes that we want, all of a sudden America is not going to be equal anymore. He's, he is saying that if you are born white in America, that you're going to have a tougher time than if you're born as a minority. And then he, co he compares uh, what he says, identity politics. But what he's talking about is the policy changes that Black Lives Matter is fighting for. He's saying that implementing those policy changes is going to lead to genocide. That's what he is telling his his audience, and you know he has a very uh, rabid fan base among uh, white supremacists uh, on some of these awful uh, uh, message boards like 4chan, former uh, right. uh, these Nazi websites. They love Tucker Carlson, and and you know these people are out there committing violence and uh, using a lot of the same rhetoric that he is. And when you have, I, I really it's really shocking to hear the guy on Fox News in one of the most coveted time slots on cable news saying that identity politics is going to lead to genocide in America uh, mm -hmm. against white people. It's, 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 you know, we've gotten kind of numb to it. It's Tucker Carlson and a lot of people just sort of brush it off and like, Oh, he is, he's a white supremacist. Like that's just, right. what he, but it shouldn't be acceptable. Um, he shouldn't have that kind of megaphone. He should be at best. He should be doing YouTube videos in his car, you know, <laughs> um, at best. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, but he's not, he's he's out there on Fox News every single night. It's really it's it's wild, man. And and we really have become numb to it. And um, I just I, I don't want to see that happen. 
Uh, no, uh, uh, not at all. Uh, but it, it just, just a couple of things. So what's been trending too lately, a, a term he's developed, presidential harassment. Is that supposed to rhyme with sexual harassment? <laughs> Dude, I have presidential no harassment. It's just anybody who, anybody who investigates him, it's like unfair and they have to be fired and it's harassment. It's nuts, man. It's nuts. So, but, but if you take it literally, just like short form and long form, so let's unpack this. The harass, when you put an adjective like that in front of the word harassment, it usually refers to the method by which the harassment is taking gotcha. place. So it is sexual harassment. It's not that sex is being harassed. <laughs> right. So right. when you say presidential harassment, you kind of, it's Freudian. I mean, you're really saying that you are the one using the presidency to harass the rest of us. Right, right. Which we're seeing. We're seeing every single day, right? You should tweet that, man. Just like I said, you'll get more, you'll get more response to it than me. You, I, I'm, I'm going to give that one to you, okay? <laughs> I appreciate that, Mark. Yeah, presidential harassment. Let me know. You do that, and I'll push it too. But, you know, it, that's what he's really saying when he's doing that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All caps, bunch of exclamation points. Did you have... I, I, forgive me for that, because I don't know. I, have you ever had a career in comedy? In comedy? No. Yeah. No, I haven't. Dude, you are funny. <laughs> I appreciate it, Mark. And, and even the tweet about uh, uh, Amy Klobuchar. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I like Amy uh, and everything, and I don't, I don't want her to get mad at me. But, but I just, I'm try, I was trying to resist it. She announced she's withdrawn from consideration to be Joe Biden's presidential choice. And you tweeted, I am withdrawing to be Chris Hemsworth's body double. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That's, that's what... Saturday night after the Tulsa rally, you saw the Sharpies. No, I didn't. Oh, no, that was trending, Matt. They, people were drawing Sharpie stick figures in the empty spaces. <laughs> in, you, oh, you did not see that. I know, it, I didn't see that. They were drawing Sharpie <laughs> stick faces. Somebody even, oh, he was, you know, he was trying to prove, which really, you've really reached it. I don't know what level you've reached. I don't even know if low is enough. Mm. When you feel compelled to defend or prove you can hold up a glass of water with one hand. Oh God! That's no. That's airtime, and yeah. and money. Air Force One taxpayer dollars flew you in, and so somebody drew a stick figure, <laughs> hold helping him hold up the glass. <laughs> and all the seats there were stick figures. Oh, it's great. And then when um, somebody pulled a, a a photo of the two inaugurals, Obama and Trump, <laughs> right. And someone around Trump's crowd, they drew a, a a pink sharpie, a sharpie, pink sharpie with a pink of a pink penis. <laughs> it was real small. And then on the <laughs> Obama crowd, they drew a they had a black sharpie with a big long black penis <laughs> around the whole crowd. Oh, I mean, I'll tell you, Andrew, if if folk was trolling me like that on social, I probably just commit suicide. I mean, there's really <laughs> it's, it's just that's the only honorable thing to do. Nothing else at that point, man. Well, and it's so funny because, you know, you've got this guy. I mean, look, Donald Trump is like, like he's a tub of goo, right? And, and he's got brain worms. Like he's not the brightest guy. And they treat him, his most rabid supporters treat this guy like he's some alpha male god. It's, yeah. it's so weird, man. Yeah. And um, 
I mean, he's in terrible shape. He, he can barely talk at this point. He can't, he can barely hold up a glass of water. And, right, and the, right. the way that they look at him, I mean, you know, I could maybe even understand if, if there was some authoritarian ruler that, you know, but that's not Trump. Like he's just this weird guy, man. Um, and they love him. One of the, the, the headlines of media matters too. Um, you know, this thing of he said, slow down the testing. Mm-hmm. And so Fox is even trying to bat clean up on that. Right. Cause they really have no choice. That's a terrible thing to say. How, why do you, why do you say that? Right. Why would you say, uh, it, I told him to slow down the testing. That is insane. Yeah. In the yeah. middle of a pandemic. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you it's, <laughs> and it's, they tried to play it off as a joke. Like it wasn't a joke. And we saw him do that. I mean, you remember when there was the, uh, the cruise ship outside of California and he was saying like, he didn't want to bring them in because that means that we're going to have to count their cases. And I want to keep the number of cases low, right. you know, stuff like that. And uh, it's just, that's all he cares about is like the moment to moment PR. Does this help my election today versus if he would have handled this, this pandemic in a responsible way um, and really gotten it right and actually kept the cases down, he would have gotten a lot of credit for that. Yeah. But instead it was more about fun. The best way to help your campaign is to create a safe environment for people. Right. But in, in his mind, he just, he has to keep the numbers low every single day. Um, And it's just that goldfish brain, man. And it's, it's, getting people killed, you know? Um, um, other great articles at, at Media Matters, folks, uh, nine ways Fox has pushed disinformation about civil unrest to terrify its audience, how Fox figures defend racist monuments. I mean, this has just become racist palooza yeah. over there. Uh, that's, you know, doctored videos on the unrest and, and the, the protest, all of that doctored information, Confederate statues pushing that. So, so here, here's my last question for you. So we see what's happening with Bubba Wallace mm-hmm. in, in their favorite venue, NASCAR. Right. And that's Trump world. So is that gonna, uh, uh, incite or enable some of them in that's in that universe or are there even some of them even if it's a few um and i'm just as you speculate because i know you're nowhere near that universe but um even if it's a few is that going to say to even some of his supporters you know this i'm getting a little weary of this this is a little bit out of control it's too much I don't know unless, you know, if he came out and, and said, if Trump came out and said, uh, yeah, NASCAR made the right decision, you know, there's no, but he's out there praising Confederate uh, generals and saying, we can't take the, the statues down. Right. And it, um, you know, and it's that kind of stuff that's going to lead to, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying it was a Trump supporter or whatever, but the, the noose in Bubba Wallace's uh, garage overnight, um, it's, I mean, Trump has so much power over, over that 30% of the country. Um, that if he said, you know, all right, the Confederate statues need to come down, uh, the Confederate flag, it just has no business. I mean, you know, and let's be honest, the Confederacy were a bunch of traitors and losers. Right, 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 right. You know, um, but, but he's not going to do that because, because the people that like the Confederate flag and the people that support the Confederate generals and support the Confederacy, um, are his fans. They're nice to him. And he all is always going to take the side of whoever was nice to him. 
Um, it's just that weird thing. Um, and so his supporters like the Confederate flag. And so, I mean, I'm going to assume that Confederate flags are going to keep showing up in NASCAR events. And it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they already had Confederate flags in now. It's just news. I mean, that's, that's a direct line, a direct relationship between the two. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you have, you know, they try to argue that the Confederate flag is just about heritage, just not about racist. Mm-hmm. And then it, what is it just a, a coincidence that a new sends up in Bubba Wallace, the only the only black NASCAR driver, you know, after after he says uh, after he comes out against the uh, Confederate flag, Black Lives Matter car and all that. Like, no, it's not about heritage, you know. Right, right, right. Insane. Insane. Yeah, it's sad, man. It really is. Uh, Andrew also, folks, I envy him. He's got his name begins with an A, so he can just use the at sign on Twitter for the first letter in his name. So cool. Andrew underscore Lawrence. Uh, happy Father's Day, too, buddy. Hey, thanks, man. Same to you. You see baby boy, and in in, uh, as always, you always keep him front and center. That's, uh, that's me, Mark, with that big oh, old hair. Yeah, that's me. I thought that was your son. <laughs> Everybody thinks that. What? Yeah, yeah, that's me, man. How old are you in that picture? Oh, probably four, maybe. Wow, that's great, man. Look at that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> at a Florida State game with my mom and dad. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, listen, man, let's not let's not stay so far apart so long. Great. Okay? Yeah, agree. Let's talk. You're man. making my day, man. You're giving me life with, with all the, the, the funny tweets and the comebacks, you know? I appreciate it, Mark, man. It's it's really good talking to you, man. It's been way too long. Yeah. Uh, rapid response, folks. MediaMatters.org. Uh, Andrew Lawrence. Thanks again, Andrew. Thank you, Mark. God, you are our refuge. Send our ancestors to guard our doors. Cast out this virus from our communities and our bodies. Heal, bless, and protect everyone listening and their loved ones. Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If all minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.